Hello there and welcome to the 15th Commercial Awareness with Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson. I write the Watson's Daily Newsletter which helps readers to understand and remember what's going on in business and financial news. I use the experience I've gained in over 20 years of being a stockbroker, headhunter and career transition coach to help you improve your commercial awareness. In this episode, I look back at some of the key stories from the financial markets and business news from the week commencing Monday 29th of June. And now, it's time for the incredibly loud music. So China imposed a new security law on Hong Kong this week which bypasses Hong Kong's legal system. Acts of terrorism, subversion and collusion with foreign elements are among the new offences included and apply to people within Hong Kong itself and sympathisers outside. For instance, if you were on the Chinese government's list, you could be arrested on arrival in the airport. The opposition pro-democracy group Demosisto was disbanded and there was a spike in inquiries from citizens wanting to leave. I think that foreign businesses and workers will be very concerned about current developments and there will be an increased impetus for them to look at moving to alternative locations in Asia. Whether or not this will be the death of Hong Kong as a major regional financial centre is debatable because I'm sure that China would prefer that it succeeds, at least for a while anyway. The, le- the legislation was put together in super quick time and may have been intended to come into force ahead of the July 1st holiday, which is officially a day to celebrate Hong Kong's return to China, but has most recently become a day of pro-democracy protests. On a side note, I wonder whether this is China using Hong Kong as a warm-up for doing something in Taiwan. This is just speculation on my part, but current events do make you wonder. Over in Russia, Putin managed to push through constitutional changes that mean that he will be able to stay in power until 2036. You may recall that when the coronavirus thing started to gather momentum, some said that he was a bit of a denier because he wanted to get the constitutional vote through before any kind of shutdown. Eventually, he relented, did lock down and managed to get the votes he wanted anyway. I don't think anyone was expecting anything other than a Putin victory here, but now it's official. Then in the UK, we had our worst quarterly fall in GDP since 1979. But then, of course we did, given everything has shut down. On the other hand, official Bank of England figures showed that household savings were strong. And I believe that the same is true in Europe. Some have said that this rise in savings could imply that there's a lot of pent-up spending power waiting to be released and that this could result in a sharp economic recovery. However, there is a big caveat to that. A sharp recovery will require falling unemployment levels and rising spending, something that many are not expecting because the base case at the moment looks like rising unemployment when the government furlough scheme ends. If that happens, it's likely that household confidence will be low and consumers will be more likely to continue saving. In the US, Apple and McDonald's were closing outlets due to a rise in coronavirus cases and Pizza Hut's biggest US franchisee, NPC International, filed for bankruptcy as it failed to squeeze any money from Pizza Hut's parent company, Yum! Brands. It had been having money troubles in the lead up to the coronavirus anyway, but the outbreak just pushed it over the edge. In the UK, Byron Burger, TM Lewin, Harvey's, 
Benson's for Beds and the owner of Café Rouge, Casual Dining Group, were among those falling into administration this week. Job cuts were announced by the owner of Café Ritazza and Upper Crust, SSP, as well as top shop owner Arcadia, Harrods and John Lewis. Retailers continued non-payment of rent, which then pushed retail landlord into, into administration, and the gap between rental payments between re retail landlords and office landlords is getting wider. I do wonder, however, whether that will start narrowing again when furlough comes to an end and more white-collar jobs get cut. On a slightly more positive note, Fraser's Group, which used to be known as Sports Direct, took its 5.1% stake in Hugo Boss up to 10.1% and Primark reported strong sales since it opened its UK stores. Facebook continued to be subject to criticism this week as the campaign for advertisers to stop online ads for July kicked in and gathered more participants. The campaign is trying to pressure Facebook into doing something about cutting out hate speech, but it seems to me that Facebook is just going to ride this out. The fact is, spending on advertising is one of the first things to get cut in an economic downturn, and I think that advertisers were probably going to cut spending anyway, and are just jumping on the campaign bandwagon to look good. Mark Zuckerberg reckons that they'll come crawling back soon enough, and I'd be inclined to agree with him because if you are going to spend anything on advertising these days, it's going to be via digital channels because it's arguably more targetable to your audience, and people are spending more time on apps at the moment. The irony of all this is that Twitter, which has taken the moral high ground on hate speech, is going to suffer more than Facebook as it is much smaller. Having said that, Twitter is no angel if you consider all the trolling, cyberbullying and other things that happen on its platform. The other big tech story this week was India deciding to ban a number of major Chinese apps in the country, including things like TikTok and WeChat. Six out of the top ten downloaded apps in India are Chinese, but the ban follows a rise in anti-Chinese feeling in the country, especially following the death of a number of Indian soldiers following a recent skirmish with Chinese soldiers on the Himalayan border. This will be painful for the Chinese companies, certainly in the short term, because they see India as a massive growth market. Well, that's all for this edition of the Watson's Daily Podcast. I hope you found it useful. If you like what you hear, please leave me a nice recommendation. It makes a real difference and helps me to continue to help you. Also, if you want more information on a daily basis, please subscribe to Watson's Daily. You will get my daily blog for free, but if you really want to learn how to use this stuff in your job, studies or business, please think about signing up for a paid subscription that is only £2.99 per month. You'll get access via my website and a brand new app to a whole load of additional material for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Anyway, see you next time. Watson out. Here comes the loud outro music. <laughs>